What's up, y'all? It's Mix Blanco on 610 from G's to Millions. I don't need clout the podcast. And I wanted to start today off by saying I've been going through some things this week. It hasn't been an easy week for me. It's been kind of tough. But I just wanted to say that with everything that's going on, I'm still here. I'm still mic'd up. I'm still ready to go. And I can't let how I'm feeling affect my performance. How I'm feeling doesn't reorganize my priorities. How I'm feeling doesn't take away from my obligations. How I'm feeling doesn't change my responsibilities that I have to my family, that I have to myself, that I have to God, that I have to the work that I do. So I'm here, man. And I just want to say this is episode eight. God is good all the time. All the time. God is good. It ain't really nothing good but God. You might hear somebody say, oh, he's a good person or or she's a good person. Yes, because they have God. I seen a post on Instagram, right? And it said, it was a professor and he said, if there's evil in the world and God created the world, then that means God created evil, which seems like it would make sense if you don't really have a good grasp on how things work, right? But a student challenged him and that student said, well, cold doesn't exist. Cold itself we don't we don't measure cold we measure heat so cold is the absence of heat and same thing with darkness darkness isn't a thing darkness is the absence of light and then the same thing applied to evil evil isn't a thing evil is the absence of god and i thought that was real powerful man it's really like the perspective that you have the way you look at things between cold between darkness between evil It's not that God created evil. Evil is the absence of God. And I thought that was real powerful. I definitely wanted to share that. And for me personally, I love being around people that love God. I know religious people catch a lot of flack, but I love being around people that love God. And I want to say that with God, it allows you to have your priorities set in a way to where you draw that line in the sand. And if somebody has faith in God, they should have a straight line drawn in the sand. And not to say that religious people are perfect in any way. I think that's a crazy misconception that people think religious people are supposed to be perfect. If a religious person sins, like we all do, they'll say, oh, but you did that, or he did this. He's not a Christian. He's not a Muslim because you sin like we all do. It makes no sense. That that logic is out the window. But I will say for people that don't have God in their life, that straight line in the sand is more like a zigzag. It might've been a straight line at one point if they had their morals in order, but as people get older, it tends to zigzag. And I'll give you an example of this, right? Maybe as a kid, you would say, all right, there's certain things that I'm not going to do that might've been drinking. But as you get older, you're like, oh, I'll, I'll have a drink or two. Then you have three or four. When you go out, then you just start getting drunk as hell. You might become a borderline alcoholic at a certain point, but it started with that idea I'm not going to drink when I'm an adult. It might have been drugs. I know for a lot of kids, it was drugs. We're in like the fourth or fifth grade. You go through the D.A.R.E. program. You get all the facts in front of you. So you can't say you didn't know. Everybody got all the facts. But then you get a little bit older. You might get to high school or middle school for some people or college for some people. And they start to experiment with drugs. You might start smoking weed. You might start popping perks. You might start popping Zans. You might start taking Seroquel. You might start taking whatever the popular drugs are. Molly, shit, I don't know. You name it. And that's why they really warn you about gateway drugs because 
what they mean about gateway drugs doesn't mean that you're going to smoke weed and then one day you'll be a crackhead. You're not going to smoke weed one day and then be shooting heroin the next day. Most likely, I'm sure it's happened, but most likely. But when you start to make exceptions, when that line in the sand that you had for yourself, that expectation and that standard that you had for yourself starts to change, that's what I mean by that, that zigzag. Now you might you know, do drugs on the weekends. You might just do it at parties. You might do it to socialize, but then it just becomes more and more regular. Your standards are a crazy zigzag in the sand. Then you might be using drugs every day or drinking alcohol every day. And then that line in the sand, it's like when the, when the uh, high tide comes up and it goes over the beach and that line in the sand that turned into a zigzag is just gone completely. And you have absolutely no standards at all for yourself. And it might really sound crazy, but I know people that started off smoking cigarettes and then went to weed and then went to Coke and then went to pills. And then next thing you know, they're doing meth, they're doing heroin, they do whatever drugs are available to them, whatever their the group of friends is doing, whatever they have at the time. And they're living under a bridge. They have no relationship with their families. They have no real friends. They just have people that they consider to be acquaintances. And they literally live under the bridge. They'd be out on skid row. And I know these are extreme examples, but it really does happen. So my question would be, how long are you going to keep lowering your standards until you have none? How long are you going to lower your standards until you have none? You might let liars come around you. They might lie. You might see them lie to other people and then you'll be in denial thinking that, oh, I, I seen them lie to other people, but they keep it real with me, man. You got to be a damn fool to believe stuff like that. Then they start to lie to you and you'll say, well, it wasn't a huge lie. I mean, nobody got hurt. It didn't affect me all that much. I might have caught them in a couple lies. But a lie is a lie. Then you might be around people that steal. You see them steal from everybody. They might steal from the store at first. Then they start stealing from their family members and their other homies. And you still don't think nothing of it. You're just still in denial. Then they steal from your ass too. Then you make excuses for them. They had a, a reason for it. Or they try to explain themselves or, or give these excuses. But I heard something real powerful. And that was your excuses don't excuse you. And I took that with me. Your excuses don't excuse you. Me personally, I would rather get an apology than an excuse. I don't give a damn why you did whatever it was that you did. I would much rather a genuine apology and you realizing that you did something wrong rather than trying to justify it with these excuses that I really don't care about. Your excuses don't excuse you. And with that being said, man, I know I talk a lot of shit sometimes, and I hope that everybody is able to see my personal growth through the podcast and we can grow together and keep going along this journey because that's really my intention, man. I don't need clout. The podcast is like anti-clout. We call out instances where they're learning experiences or, or you can learn from someone else's mistakes, really. You don't always have to make the mistake yourself to learn from it. And I benefited from that a lot growing up where I was able to see people around me making certain mistakes. And then I was able to apply that to my life saying, I'm not going to do these things that I just saw you do and get bad results. One thing I'm not going to do is take advice from people that are in a spot in their life that I don't want to be. You got to be real careful about the advice that you take. If somebody is super broke and doesn't manage their money well, they always got something to say about investments 
in the stock market or NFTs or Dogecoin and the cryptocurrencies and the things that they would do with their money that they don't even do. I'm not going to take financial advice from someone that's not financially well off. I'm not going to take moral advice from someone that doesn't have their morals in order. But yeah, man, that's my rant for right now. I'm going to go ahead and get into these topics. Today, I want to cover, uh, it was a post by a Christian artist named D1. It was a question. The question was, can you be ratchet and righteous? And I'm going to go ahead and play that clip for you. Bible does not make room for ratchetness and righteousness. Mm. But black culture does. And hip hop culture does. It makes room to be ratchet and righteous. There's literally a popular... I, I saw Christians <laughs> posting about that stuff. I'm righteous and ratchet. Man, well, forget y'all. We ain't on the same team because I'm real righteous and relevant. You heard me? That's what I am. I'm not righteous and ratchet. Like, what are y'all talking about? But black culture, I'm not pro-black more than I'm pro-God. Mm. And I don't care what black people think. You know what I'm saying? Am yeah. I black? Am I proud to be black? Yes. But I'm not pro-black more than I'm pro-God, man. Because being pro-black will allow for a bunch of foolish, ratchet behavior that in the name of blackness, we all celebrate. All right, so that was the post by D1. He answered the question, can you be ratchet and righteous? And the answer is no. But a friend of his, an artist who is very popular, who I actually enjoy a lot, another Christian artist named Lecrae, he had a rebuttal to that, and I'm going to go ahead and play that for you. There's a little online debate about can you be ratchet and righteous? And I thought, what a great time to address this as I'm on my walk through the suburban community taking out my braids where people probably like oh he ratchet look at him he ratchet but that's okay because that's an aspect of who i am you know ratchetness comes from disenfranchised communities it's 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 a part of the culture that we are raised in and there's some aspects of it that are redeemable some aspects we got to let go maybe you talk loud in public maybe you got a mouthful of gold maybe you mm, 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 pat your hair and it, those are not sinful qualities or things that you got to let go of you know, screaming on your kids, cussing people out. Yeah, okay, we gotta let some, we gotta let that go. Even God would say, let that go. But you know, man, embrace. You know, who, what makes you you, and 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 that's what makes you uniquely you. I wouldn't be rapping if it wasn't for some aspect of a ratchet culture. Hip hop was born in ratchetness, you know, and it's been redeemed. Happy 50th birthday, by the way, hip hop. So I would just say, man, let's not let's not trash the community. Let's not tear down a community for some of the actions that don't fit the broader you know society that they may be a little unorthodox i'm sure they call jesus ratchet you know he came from nazareth they say oh this little country dude but you know he didn't shy away from that he was exactly who he was and yet he was righteous and so we embrace the ratchetness you know our lowliness our our unorthodox and we embrace the righteousness growing in godliness so after hearing that rebuttal my two cents on that would be ratchetness does not come from disenfranchised communities anyone can be ratchet it does not matter the community that you come from anyone can be ratchet second hip-hop wasn't formed from ratchetness and lastly jesus wasn't ratchet jesus was righteous jesus wasn't a sinner ratchetness is the state of being immoral that's not jesus it doesn't matter if they call jesus ratchet you don't even know if they call jesus ratchet how would we know that and if if that was true if they did call him ratchet it wasn't true it was lies and that we make excuses for the lies back to what i was saying before but i love the response that d1 did after that and i'm gonna play that for you lecrae brother you gotta stop you coming across real lukewarm right now i recently posted a video where i said as believers we can't glorify being righteous and ratchet 
then you wanted to insert yourself into the conversation. So you came behind me and posted a video saying that we need to keep some aspects of ratchetness and we need to do away with other aspects. Listen, bro, I know you. So I know you have a desire to fit in with the culture, but don't let that desire to fit in with the culture cause you to co-sign actions from the culture that are not of God, you heard me? Then you went on to say they were probably calling Jesus ratchet. Brother, no, you don't know that. Like you're making that up. You don't know if they were calling Jesus ratchet. And even if they were, guess what? He wasn't calling himself ratchet. You hear me? So we know that we're sinners and we know that we need God's grace, but that don't mean that we co-sign a lifestyle or a term. You said hip hop was birthed from a place of ratchetness. No, it wasn't birthed from a place of ratchetness, bro. Like, where are you getting this from? And then you replied to me in your comments. I told you you could call me or we could go on IG Live if you want. You replied to me in your comments and your definition of ratchet that you gave, as like how you see it, was literally copy and pasted from Wikipedia. Wikipedia. Bro, you come across real suburban when you tell me that that's your definition of ratchet, bro. So all I'm saying is as believers, we got to watch what we co-signing with our platform. You could call me. We could go on IG Live. Let me know. But be careful, man. Real talk. And I would say this. Ratchetness with it being immoral activity, right? People start to lose the real definition of what a word means. Ratchetness is like degenerate. Ratchetness is not taking out your braids while you're on a walk in the suburbs. And I really love D1's response to Lecrae about the false claims that he had and the misunderstanding that he had. And when I was looking at the comments and I commented on this myself, but when I was looking at the comments, they said that this should be handled in private, that this should be handled on a phone call or in a DM, a direct message, that they should take it offline. And that was like the general consensus of what people were saying. But my thing with that is it was a public statement that was made. And then Lecrae inserted itself into the conversation. Like D1 said, you inserted yourself into a public conversation. At what point do you feel like this should now be taken into private? This isn't a beef. This isn't something that's personal it's like public dialogue that was public from the very beginning so when you insert yourself into public dialogue why would you then take it into the private when it's something that should be publicly discussed why would you need to discuss god in private and not in public that's the part that i don't get and i don't really understand why people got that from this conversation that was public from the very beginning it's not like they were having a private conversation and that this public post stemmed from a private conversation that they were having and then it became everybody's business this was a public conversation that he inserted himself into and then the expectation was that they handled in private i completely disagree with that 100 i seen these shirts man that were for sale a couple years ago I, I, i'm pretty sure that they're still for sale but it would say i love jesus and trap music and that is ratchetness that's not righteous to put trap music in the same conversation that you love jesus and trap music that's just against the commandments like that's just that's ratchet that's immoral that's that's just ratchet you can't put those two things in the same conversation you can like trap music and love jesus like I said, nobody's perfect. Everybody's a sinner. Everybody falls short. But to put that on a shirt and walk around and advertise that you love Jesus and trap music is just shameful. So that's my two cents on that and where I'm at with it and where I'm at with the conversation. Ratchetness is degenerate. Ratchetness is anti-God. You can't embrace both ratchetness 
and righteousness. You can't just be in between, especially not on something so important like that. But lastly, before we close, it wouldn't be I Don't Need Clout the Podcast if I didn't call out some examples of clout chasers. All right, so next I'm going to cover this Lil Tay alleged death, which we have come to find out that it was fake. And I'm going to read the article for you. It says, on Wednesday, August 9th, 2023, a message posted on Lil Tay's account which was Instagram, claimed that the 14-year-old rapper and social media influencer had died along with her brother. While Lil Tay's Instagram page did not indicate the cause of death, a self-proclaimed eyewitness said that the pair had died in a car accident. The alleged eyewitness claimed that it may have been related to texting and driving leading to the fatal accident. The eyewitness said, As someone who was at the scene, I can confirm that both were together when passing due to a car collision. The brother was driving. Local officials are speculating texting and driving being the cause the other vehicle occupants were okay with minor injuries and then the vancouver and los angeles police departments have denied that they're investigating the death of Lil tay claims that they have no record of her death and have not been alerted of her death so basically all of this was fake the eyewitness later claimed that they weren't actually at the scene which wouldn't make them an eyewitness and the thing about it is that's why i had to call it out on the i don't need clout podcast is that how can you say you are eyewitness to something that didn't happen then when you get caught up and they find out that none of this was true the eyewitness had to say that they weren't really an eyewitness to lie and say that you were at a scene where somebody died and you witnessed it personally firsthand and you weren't even there the situation never happened and nobody died and the police are not investigating anything you are a clout chaser the worst kind of clout chaser and it really is a disease and the next thing on the clout news is Fousey, this guy, pray for this guy because he got some mental issues, man. This guy will do anything for clout. Fousey was on the phone with the police dispatch while live streaming, making up a story that somebody was trying to kill him and he wanted the police out there at his location immediately, right away. The police were not taking him serious and rightfully so because it was all some bullshit, but he's still live streaming the whole time. So this is admission of guilt, basically. They could just put the live stream right in the evidence. When the dispatcher is not taking him seriously, he then says, this person has a gun to my head right now. And it acts as if he's in some kind of hostage situation. Meanwhile, the cameras are rolling. The police come out there and they handcuff him, but he doesn't go to jail. He gets put in a mental institution and rightfully so. Pray for Fousey because man, this fool was a clout chaser. You know, if he was on his way right now and he had a gun, I would be dead and he would still be asking me questions. Send the fucking cops. Send the cops. There's a gun to my head right now. There's a gun to my head. Help, ma'am, ma'am, ma'am. Ma'am, he left. Ma'am, he left. There's a gun to my head. Help, help. Get them. Help, bye. Ma'am, Intercontinental. What's my room number? Help, tell me. 2027. That's what I have to do to get help? You guys are dumb as fuck, man. You guys are literally dumb as fuck. Oh, yeah. Hey, record this. Security, come in here now. Yo, for my protection, come in here. He can't come in? Y'all are fucked. I'm suing all y'all. My life is in danger and you arrest a Palestinian Muslim who's viral? Are y'all dumb or are you stupid? Do you like your job? You're fucked.
All right, y'all. That's episode eight of the I Don't Need Clout podcast. Make sure you like, subscribe, comment. Let us know how you're feeling. Let us know what topics you want us to cover next. Let us know if you know some clout chasing fools that we need to call out on this podcast as an example that we can learn from to not be like them. We are anti-clout. We are not chasing it by any means. You're not going to disrupt our line in the sand that we draw for our standards and our morals and our character and our ethics. This is I Don't Need Clout, the podcast. Mace Blanco, I'll see you next time. I'll see you on the other side.